Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. My name is Courtney, and I am joined today by my sister, Brittany. Hello. And our mom, Amy. Hey, guys. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. We hope you had a wonderful week. Um, And in light of the Christmas season, which we all know is my favorite, I know you guys too, I thought it would be a little fun to start off our episode tonight with a little Christmas movie trivia. (laughs) What do you guys think about that? All right, let's do it. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. (laughs) I'm Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) All right, all right. So I'm going to go with Christmas movies and answer if you know it. And our listeners, you guys can play along too. So first one. In the movie A Christmas Story, what toy does Ralphie desperately want? A BB gun. Shoot your eye out, kid. Oh, yay. Do you know the, the like the name of it, the brand? Do you remember uh, Watson? The, it's I a know. Red Rider. A Red Rider BB gun. Oh, All right, question two. In The Santa Claus, why does Scott Calvin assume the role of Santa Claus? Because didn't he kill Santa? He didn't kill Santa. Kill Santa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Santa. PG, people. What happened to Santa? Well, he, like, got sick. He was such a Grinch, wasn't he? I snorted. No, he he fell off the roof. Okay. He started to hurt at his house. He fell off. He didn't kill him. He fell off the roof and he died. Well, he didn't die. He died. He died. He He disappears to nothing. All right. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Moving on. He falls off the roof and disappears into nothing? Yeah, you, have you not seen the Santa Claus? I've Jesus, seen hey, it, but buddy. so many years ago. And Santa gets scared, and he falls, <laughs> he falls <laughs> off the roof, and he lands in the snow, and then it just shows him like waving goodbye, and he just like dissipates, and just his clothes are left. That's why Scott puts the clothes on. Oh my uh, gosh, we're going to watch the Santa Claus when I see you next. All right, next one. In the movie The Elf, or just Elf, it's not The Elf, it's Elf, what are the four main elf food groups? Syrup, mm-hmm. candy canes, sugar, mm-hmm. and chocolate. Mom, what's your favorite candy that you always tell Sammy to make you? Candy yeah. corn. Oh, candy, candy corn. <laughs> it's candy, candy corn, candy canes, and syrup. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Got a couple more. Yeah. Are you ready? In the movie, Jingle All the Way, what is the name of the sought-out action figure that the lead character is trying Turbo to get? Turbo Man! Turbo Man! Dash Dancer, Prince, and Vixen, come and keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one more for you guys. Ready? Yeah. How many ghosts are in the Christmas Carol? Twelve. And can Three. you name them? Thirteen. How can many ghosts does Ebenezer Scrooge see? 
four. Ah, ha ha. I helped you out on that one. Can you name them? Christmas past, Christmas, Christmas present, Christmas, Christmas future. future. It's actually Christmas yet to come. Christmas, uh, Christmas yet to come. What's the fourth one? Christmas all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's his, remember his partner that died, Jacob Marley. Remember the ghost of Jacob yeah. Marley comes to him first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Jacob Marley is the first. Oh. One. And then the three Christmas ghosts. Oh, that was a tricky, tricky. All right, you guys did good. Good job. Very good. Very good. If it makes you feel better, I knew all of them. So. <laughs> Come on, you have one more elf one, don't you? I do. I have one more elf one, I think. Let's hear the elf one. All right. What is the name of Santa's super sled in elf? Oh, gosh. You knew this? This one I did, yes. I have no idea. Mm -mm. The Kringle 3000. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I only know it because he works on it at the end. All right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christmas movie dork. That's fine. We can move on. Anyway, all right. So that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, okay. So our topic for tonight was actually inspired by an experience that my mom had this past week. Um, she does some volunteer work at her church, and she encountered a woman who was having a hard time. Uh, with this holiday season because she had recently lost her husband. Um, and we all got to talking about how, you know, the holiday season can be extremely difficult for some people for different reasons. And although it's supposed to be a time and season of joy and peace and family, it's unfortunately often a time of stress and anxiety and even depression for some. So tonight we want to, or today, whenever you're listening to this, um, we want to talk a little bit about how we can be mindful of others during this holiday season, um, how we ourselves can handle difficult situations or conversations that may come up during our holiday dinners, <laughs> and uh, how we can give back to the community during this time. And it's actually funny because while I was preparing for our discussion, I came across this post on Facebook and I thought it fit so perfectly with what we wanted to talk about. So I'm just going to read this to you guys real quick. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's the post. It says, Hey guys, let's all take a deep breath. I know the holidays can get stressful, but let's think about this for a minute. There are people that have nothing, literally nothing. They are spending Christmas in the cold without any family or even maybe food. There are also people that have loved ones dying before their eyes that know they will not be with them during the holidays. There are women that cannot get pregnant and are having major infertility issues and the disappointment around Christmas time is difficult. There are people that want to end their lives. The holiday season can stir up emotions that people cannot physically deal with on their own. There are people struggling to buy Christmas gifts for their children. They know Christmas is not about gifts, but it tears at their heart when seeing their children's sad faces. There are families without loved ones to celebrate the holidays with because they're fighting for our country overseas. There are people worse off than you can ever imagine. So please take a deep breath because it can always be worse. Be thankful for what is in front of you. Don't Use negative energy on something someone else 
would literally die to have in their life, such as being able to buy presents or even have family. Take the negative energy and turn it to bless someone that needs help this season. Take a minute from the hustle and bustle of the holiday. Take a deep breath. Everything will be all right. So let me know. What are you guys, what are your initial thoughts or reactions to something like that? I think oftentimes with the commercialization of Christmas, we tend to forget about the less fortunate, the people who are sad, the imprisoned, um, the lonely people. So I like that she brings to light that, hey, guys, we need to remember these other people who are going through hard times. Oftentimes, the holiday season is supposed to be happy. But as Courtney said earlier, when I was doing brown bag, I came across a woman who was very emotional as we were packing lunches. And she just came across and said, hey, I lost my husband a year ago, and it's just very hard. And I never would have, I don't want to say remember, but you're so like caught up in the holiday season that, again, you often forget things like that. So I, I'm glad that there are people out there who actually are mindful of others who are going through hard times where the holidays may not seem like a happy and joyous time of the year for them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. It's something that you don't hear often is to take a step back and, and be so grateful for everything that you have and, and, you know, hearing it from that perspective and hearing her posts, it makes it, it makes the things a little bit realer, more real. And uh, I don't know, it just made me realize how fortunate and lucky I am, you know, for me to think that at least for me to express the fact that sometimes the holidays are really stressful for me because um, we have such a big family and yeah. before when we all didn't live together, it was okay. We have to go here for this day, here for that day, spend a couple hours here. Who are we not going to see this Christmas? Who are we letting down all of the gifts, all of the things. And <laughs> those are such trivial things to get stressed out and upset over when there are so many people who are less fortunate than us. So thank you for bringing that up. It's definitely, I think, a really good thing to remember during this season and to always remember any type of, anytime the season comes around is to just to be mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And anyone who's listening who you either find yourself in that situ a situation, like one of the things I just talked about, or just maybe you just dread the holidays because it is stressful, you know, like, especially I can always speak to the moms. We make Christmas happen. <laughs> It always makes you think of that Family Guy episode. I said this to mom the other day. Do you remember the Family Guy episode where like everything is going wrong and Lois just keeps it completely together and then all of a sudden like the Christmas tree burns down or like all this crazy stuff happens and then finally someone says, oh, we're out of paper towels. And she's like, no, more paper towels. And she starts like freaking out. Um, and she says like, what do you think? How, how do you think Christmas happened? Do you think it just, you know, falls out of, you know, she says something else, but you know, where do you think, how do you think it, <laughs> it happens? Because I think like we get, mom said it's commercialized and I, you know, you want your kids to experience the magic of Christmas morning and you want the food to be perfect and the outfits have to match and the pajamas have to match for Instagram. And you know, you need to have all the great decorations and the latest trending toys. 
And we often lose, I think, the meaning behind it, whether you're Christian and you celebrate it as Jesus's, you know, birthday, or it's just a time of year for you to celebrate love and family and, and joy and peace. I'm finding more and more that the people I talk to don't find joy and peace in this season. It's just a time of stress. And oftentimes they like can't even wait <laughs> for the holiday season to be over yeah. so they can rest. It's like you need a vacation after Christmas just to relax. And I think that's unfortunate because I think Christmas time is a really beautiful season and it can be a really joyous season. And that's kind of something I wanted us to dive into was like, how can we, that in light of the things we just heard on that post, um, whether or not that's our personal experience or not, like how do we keep our joy and bring joy to others during this time? Um, and I'll start just by saying exactly what we all kind of alluded to was having an attitude of gratitude. We've talked about mm-hmm. this before, but stopping and just being grateful for the things that we have during this holiday season, even if it's not much, um, reframing all the stress and just instead of looking at everything in the negative, I don't have, I can't afford, instead focus on what you do have um, and celebrate that. I think that that's a really important thing. Um And another thing I would say is, especially when we're out driving or holiday shopping and standing on long lines or upset that that person cut me off, (laughs) um, something I try to do, but I'm not very successful at, is give the other person that I'm dealing with, like, the benefit of the doubt. You know, like, you don't know why that person was just so nasty to you on the Starbucks line, (laughs) you know, or whatever. You don't know what that person is dealing with in their life, you know, like, does that, does that resonate with you guys at all? Have you had those experiences yet (laughs) this holiday season? Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. Sometimes it is hard to remember because you just get so caught up in the moment, like, you person, beep, beep. You know, and then you get so hot headed and then I find I'm doing the same thing to somebody else. I'm like, oh, you're such an idiot. So, yeah. (laughs) I think it's so crazy. Like, the older that you get, the less you really care about presents, I think. You know, it's more about like spending that quality time. But it's kind of crazy when we were younger. Uh, when we were younger, um, what? <laughs> it sounds scary. I'm just letting you know. From this end, it sounds like some weird stuff is going on at your house. Like, gosh, she's like, let me in. Um, uh, our grandmother, I mean, everybody did such a great job at Christmas. It was definitely a magical thing. When we were younger, we would go into my nanny's and papa's um, house, and the room was literally covered in presents uh, in every direction. And each there's three of us, so we each had our own wrapping paper. It was just like crazy, <laughs> crazy gift wrapping. And then not to mention the night before, we used to do midnight mass, and then we would do crazy, crazy unraveling of gifts that night at like 2 o'clock in the morning. We're all like, oh, presents. <laughs> presents. And there was just always, and then after that, we would like go to Poppy's or we'd go here. So it was always, as a kid, it was always just like gift, 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 gift. Right. Um, and, you know, it's just growing up and realizing, I, I, I agree, 
to, you want your kids to feel the magic of Christmas, but also mom, with how commercialized it's become, are we making sure as we're starting our own families that we are also instilling in our children, the importance of realizing it's not just about the gifts. It's about, you yeah. know, the whole underlying attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually speaking on, on that, something I started doing with my kids a couple of years ago, starting on December 12th. So it's coming up for us. We do something called the 12 days of giving because I started to see, and, and, and not, not like so bad, like they weren't getting spoiled to the point where like, you know, enough was enough, but I could start to see the expectation of, oh, I'll just ask for that for Christmas kind of a attitude. And so I really wanted to instill in them, like it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I wanted them to feel what it actually does feel like to give to others. And so for any parents listening, you can adopt this for yourself or some version of it, whatever works for you and your family. But we started doing something called the 12 days of giving. And so from December 12th to the 24th, each day we give something and I have four T's. So it's, we either give our time, we give our toys, which was like our way of either donating something we don't play with or whatever. Um, we give our talents and we give thanks. And I each day would have them do one of those four things. And the joy that it brought them, like they couldn't wait for the next day. You know, they're like, oh, what are we going to do today? And that was my goal as I wanted them to always know that it, it, it's so much better to give. That Receiving is great and it's awesome to get presents, definitely, especially when you're that age. But there's such joy in giving. And that was like a really um, practical way to kind of show them how to do that. I really so, like that. Yeah. So I do that. <laughs> it does. Yes. It's it's a, this is totally random. But um, I remember this kid I went to high school with. He's like, when I have kids of my own. I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give them gifts for Christmas, but I'm also going to give them like crappy gifts and say that they're from Santa. So when they open it, they're like, oh, Santa sucks. Oh, no, Santa got me a gift again. He's like, and then eventually they won't even want presents from Santa. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Too I actually, Ooh. Emma uh, right now believes that, Santa only brings one gift and everything else comes from oh, family. Oh, lovely. So I got it down to one gift because I also, <laughs> like, I think it's also not fair, uh, again, on a super practical level, when a family that maybe is is not buying the same amount of gifts for their kids, like that kid wakes up Christmas morning and Santa got them, you know, one gift and then my kids got, you know, 30 gifts from Santa. You know, just like, it's I don't know, it just doesn't seem quite fair, so... Always had a little issue with that, but hey, yeah, thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I so, think also, um, want to throw out there like Christmas is very, very special for us, but we also struggle with it for a little bit. Um, because yeah. our grandfather, mom, your dad, he was mm-hmm. born on Christmas, um, mm-hmm. and then when he passed away, uh, it was, it was a little hard to be cheery on Christmas, yeah. um. So that's fact, we us. didn't even have Christmas at home for the first few years because I don't think any of us wanted to deal with doing Christmas without him. I think the first year we actually went to Disney. Yeah. Right? We yeah. didn't want to be home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the memories it it left up, a so. hole in our heart because we would always go to my parents' house for Christmas. 
because my dad's birthday is Christmas Day. And Christmas Eve was my parents' time. And then when he had passed, it just, it really wasn't the same. And it wasn't just my mom who was impacted or me and my brother and sister, but they had formed such a close relationship with the kids that they were impacted just as hard. Yeah. So, yeah, it took us a while for us to get past, you know, as when somebody passes, it takes time for that hurt and pain to go away. It, it doesn't get better. Right. Because every time that comes around, you kind of relive that pain again. Um, but I think you just deal with it better. You cope with it better when that time of the year comes around. Yeah. It's definitely hard. And um, I think going through that gives you a lot more, a, a bigger heart towards people who are also experiencing something similar. Right. Like that woman you talked to at the, at the church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the underlying thing we're, we're trying to get across here is to just try to be mindful, especially when you encounter people that might not have the best attitude in the world. Um, maybe consider before you react, this person might truly be having a hard time. And that doesn't just have to apply to the holiday season, I think. That could apply mm-hmm. towards any time of the year. But I think particularly because um, the holiday season can be so triggering for some people, um, it's really great to be mindful during that during this time. Um, but Brittany mentioned something before. She said we are a big family, um, and that can all be us. Yes, we are, <laughs> and we're only getting bigger. So, um, oh, you're having another kid? Oh no, <laughs> yeah, the cousins. The cousins are listening. We're expecting some marriages and kids along the way. So just you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, they're next. They're next. Uh, <laughs> but I think that big family is another, another, um, yeah, maybe not even just a big family, but we can speak from having a big family that there can definitely be some stress related to that because you're trying to please everybody. You're trying to see everybody. You're trying to, um, you know, make it work. And then on top of that, sometimes you might get stuck having some difficult or awkward conversations with some family members, especially if you only see these people <laughs> like once a year, you know, and it's like, Oh, you're married yet. Oh, you having a kid yet. You know, what are you doing with you? Like, Oh, you're just a teacher. Like, you know, like, you know <laughs> you yeah. with, like awkward conversations. Um, and so I think like maybe we could talk about that a little bit guys is how do we, what are some things that we can do when we're encountering our family, good or bad? Um, what are some proactive things that we can do in a situation? Let's say, for example, um, you're stuck in an awkward conversation with a family member or um, let's even, we don't even have to go there. We could even say, um, let's say, I'm trying to think. Yeah. All right. Let's go there. There's, there's, there's some awkwardness in, in, Maybe not even a conversation. Maybe it's just awkward with family. Maybe there's just family you haven't seen or there's some tension between you guys. Um, what do you do at family dinner, like holiday dinner? What can we tell our listeners? What are some practical things that they can do to just, you know, keep the peace? Well, I would say uh, I'm very lucky to have Alex in my life, my husband, and we've got like a down. Something is happening or a conversation's happening that one of us needs to get out of. We've got like, you know. Certain Sorry. eye gestures, or you know, yeah. like, you know, like what's, what's that gesture, Court? <laughs> you know, we can we can signal and help each other out of those situations, and especially yeah. if 
I mean, for me, at least it was always for a while. Oh, when you get married or, oh, yeah, you're just a teacher. When you're going to have kids. Um, but I think for me, it's different because I will just be like, stop asking. <laughs> I'm just <kidding. laughs> I'll be kind yeah, of invasive back to them, but that's not always the best way to do it. I think especially when it comes to conversations that make you feel um, uncomfortable. Like sometimes you guys are there over the summer when uh, Sam and Steve and I got into that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I don't know. It's definitely, it is okay to say, I'm not really comfortable talking about it. It's okay to stand up for yourself. Yeah. It's okay to say, this is not really something I feel comfortable talking about right now. And then you can go ahead and change the topic. And, um, just like you were saying the last episode, Courtney, saying like this, this makes me feel this way. When you approach something like that and say, this is how I'm feeling when we talk about this, and I would rather prefer that we didn't, I, I don't think anybody would have a problem saying, oh. No. Okay. I think as long as yeah, you sure. approach it with gentleness respect. and respect. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah, I think it's a way about to your approach. We talked about that last week, too. I think it's about the approach. And, you know, I love you too much to argue. Or, look, I respect you and the family too much to really get into this. We, if you really want to talk about this, we can at another time, but maybe now is not the time and place and then just leave it, you know? And now imagine if I had implored, imagine if I had implored that so many years ago, (laughs) (laughs) because it's not, you know, we speak from a place of emotion oftentimes. And in those situations you are emotionally charged. So it's, it takes practice. Um, so it's it's definitely good to, you know, like you said with Alex, even if he was able to look at you and be like, breathe, Brittany, like, you know, so that you can cue each other to just not engage. You know, you don't want to yeah. egg each other on. You want to calm each other down and just, you know. Or if you're alone, you can set, this is so bad, but you can set like a timer off on your phone. But the timer could be like sound, it could be the sound of a ringtone. Like, oh my gosh, I have to take this real quick. <laughs> I think one t- thing that you can do also, and I, I learned this as I got older. If you're having a conversation with someone and it's you don't know if you're going to say the right thing and you don't know if you're going to be respectful, I typically like to take a few seconds and ask myself, okay, where is it going to come out of my mouth? Are they kind? <laughs> right? Um, am I being truthful? Or am I being mean? Am I speaking out of emotion? Right. And oftentimes when I do that, I can hold back the mean things that I say. Yeah. So I think just taking a few seconds when you're having that conversation with somebody, rather than be rude or disrespectful, take the few seconds and then go ahead and speak. Right. Yeah. Take that breath. Yeah. I think that if you feel the need to engage, maybe it's something that you do want to engage in, but you can feel that it might be a heated topic. Um, I think it's always good to also mirror the person because sometimes we react to what we assume people mean. And so I think a very calm, a very good thing to say is, well, what do you mean by that? Or what I hear you saying is X, Y, Z. Can you elaborate? And I know that, again, this goes against our nature, but let the other person talk. If the other person is coming up with an opinion, let let them explain why instead of immediately getting defensive, mm-hmm. let that, you know, let that person finish out their thought and ask them probing questions. Either they are just stating an opinion and have nothing to back it up. And if they have nothing to back it up, then the conversation's over or 
they're going to have their reasons for thinking what they think or having the opinion they have. And now you have some material to work with and engage with, and you can either decide you want to continue in this conversation or, you know, let's talk about this another time, you know, pass the pie. <laughs> kind pass of a thing. the pie. But I also love what you said, Brittany, about like how you talk to your husband about, or you guys have like a signal. Cause I think that that's really good thing too. And especially if you're going to go see your in-laws for the holidays and you haven't seen them in a while or any, any family, I guess, doesn't just necessarily have to be your in-laws. I think it's really important to have a conversation with your spouse ahead of time and just be like, look, these are my concerns. Your aunt so-and-so every time we talk is super nasty to me. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to control myself. What can we do to avoid that? What can we do if that happens? You know, like bring your concerns and your, your, um, expectations, your plan, and come up with a plan together because it's so helpful. The worst thing that can happen is you're in a situation where you feel like your back is against the wall and your spouse is not backing you up or they just have no idea what's going on and you're like, I just want to go home, you know? Then the holiday is completely ruined. So I think it's definitely good to have that conversation like ahead of time and come up with a game plan for even my husband and I do that just like for the kids. Like, okay, we know around seven 30, the kids are about to get so cranky. They're going to start running around and screaming. How about we, we tell everybody we got to go by seven 15. Okay, cool. And then no matter what seven 15, we're packing up the kids and we're going, Yeah, you know, it's not like me standing there going, are we ready? Are we ready? We got to go. Can't you see they're so upset? Why aren't you moving? Cause then that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. So better to set that ahead of time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think something to say. I, I would do this now that I'm older, <laughs> and I wish I could have done it when I was younger. But if you have uncomfortable conversations with relatives that you haven't seen in a while, like, hey, when are you guys getting married? Actually, you know what? I'm married right now. He's just my boyfriend. <laughs> something, something like really like off the wall or hey what are you guys having kids oh you know what we put in adoption papers and for this little boy in you know south america and we're on this wait list it's at least going to take five years something like way out there that they leave them like oh my god really something you know lie i'm just to lie well that's my phone trick Oh my god, why are you people? Sometimes. Are you just a teacher? Well, no, actually at night I am a dancer, but yes, during the day I am a teacher. And they'll be like a dancer. <laughs> All right, I figured I'd throw that out there. Very I've never heard this, you know, this 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 uh, You've never heard her answer with ridiculous answers before? No, I have, but not like I know she's joking. Like if I said to her, like you know, how are how are you doing? Actually, I'm I'm losing my mind. I'm going crazy. But thank you for asking. Like she's never said that to me before. Um, but I guess that's kind of funny. But then at that point, I don't know. Maybe they'll get it and they'll laugh. The worst yeah. thing that could happen in that situation is they're like, oh my God, really? Well, where? Well, where in South Africa? And you're so like, they just uh, start, uh, uh, you know, that place. Let me send weird. you a link. Let me send you a link to the link. <laughs> Give me your email. I'll we, send you we definitely, uh, We're definitely recommending communication and being open, but sometimes you have to resort to other, you know, other tools. And yes, here are just yes. some tools yes. for your bag. That's all. This is true. Something I want to put out there is I think it's important to set boundaries. 
I wish this was something I learned a long time ago. Um, you know, our family is so big and my husband's family is not big at all. And for every holiday, we would always come to our family. Like we haven't seen his mom. Like I want to say in like two or three years. Um, but setting the boundaries of just like, you know, because you're going to be getting invited to different parties and different outings or having to go to this person's house or having to do this. I mean, setting boundaries in general are good and it's okay to have boundaries. They're not like a negative thing, but you can be like, you know what? Um, well, we're going to come here this trip. We are going to spend time with this person and this person, or this is our plan while we're here versus, you know, the past, however many years I come up there, I'm just running around all of the time doing this and this and yeah. that. So I think it's important to set those boundaries for yourself. Um, stick to them. You can uphold your boundaries. It's okay to say no. Like if someone has a Christmas party coming up and they invite you, you can say, thank you so much for the invite, but unfortunately I won't be able to go. Right. And it's okay. It's okay um, to set those and hold them up for yourself. Yeah. I've even had people say to me, like, if I would invite them to my house, like, Court, I can definitely come by, but I've got a lot to do, so I could really stay for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I know that they're coming, I know they're only staying for 30 minutes, and then nobody feels awkward when it's, like, time to leave, you know? And that can even work with big families. Like, Dad, I am coming to you on this day, and that's it. Mom, I'm coming to you on this day, you know? <laughs> or we're going to visit these people on this day for this amount of time. Like, just even communicating uh your plan and then sticking to it i think is is helpful um i think we just often get stuck in people pleasing and yeah. you know what i learned this uh the hard way a lot of people will say i'm just keeping the peace i'm just trying to keep the peace but if you really think about it that's a false peace mm-hmm. because you're just making everybody happy for the sake of no conflict but that's not you have no peace you have no internal peace. You are stressed and going crazy. Yeah. So definitely communicating and setting those boundaries, That then that's that will help you, um, I think, reduce your stress during the holidays. And then if they have a problem after that, or somebody has a problem after that, then that's really on them. You've done your part and, and you know, you've communicated it. And anything else would be, I think, on them and how they choose to respond and receive it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yes, yes. All right. So <laughs> I love all of that. That's great. Hopefully our listeners are getting some um, good ideas on how to handle how to handle conflict during the holidays, how to keep their joy. Um, how about de-stressing? De-stressing. How, how to de-stress? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think um, just because, you know, we're talking about it is stressful sometimes during the holidays. What are some things that we can give to our listeners to de-stress either in the situation or when they have a moment alone, things like that to kind of cool themselves and bring them back to an area of inner peace. Yeah. Love that. I think if anybody has been listening to the previous episodes, going back to your sabers at any point in the day um, would help. Um also, I'm a huge fan of Christmas music, and it just makes me very happy all the time. So I will listen to it in July sometimes. So I think Christmas music Yay. is a great de-stressor for anybody who loves I just will go into the car, turn it up, and I will sing as loud as I can. I was singing pentatonics today. Oh, Let me tell you, if you need to get it. some stress out, belt out some pentatonics. Nobody can hear you. Just do it. It's excellent. Therapy. And if they yeah. can, so they are just wave. Hi guys. Roll down your windows, everybody. Join me. 
I think it, so like whenever I come up for the holidays, I, I feel like this could happen with a lot of people. Your routine goes out the window. The window, yeah, that's true. Absolutely, you know? And I think for me, at least this holiday season, because we're actually not going to be together for Christmas, we're going to go see um, Alex's family. Um, but just to remember to do something for myself every day, mm-hmm. even though we're in a season of giving back and, ha- and having gratitude, in order for me to be in the right mindsets to continue that up, I need to make sure I take the time to take care of myself. So mm-hmm. just like we said, the savers, maybe like going for a walk or meditating mm-hmm. yoga, um, just taking a step back because the holidays can be very stressful depending on what your schedule looks like. So that is my tip to de-stress during this time is just don't forget to take care of yourself. I know it's all about giving and some of us love giving gifts. I love making and giving gifts. But, but you're no you good to anyone if you're burnt out. Exactly. So you're no good to your the people you're giving to or your or yourself. It's all connected. If you can't take care of yourself properly, you can't take care of others properly either. So something very so practical. De-stressing. Get a massage. Mom just envisioned a massage. Our listeners can't see her, but she absolutely closed her eyes and envisioned getting a massage in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a massage for Christmas, Mom? I think she's trying to inception me here. You know what you um, need to do? Walk next to Steve's phone a lot and just say the word massage and the phone will pick up. It'll pick it up and then it'll start showing him ads. That's That's crazy. It is real. That's that's real. It is real. I've had a fire pit ad on my freaking Facebook page for like three weeks because our aunt and uncle bought a fire pit and we're talking about the fire pit and then my husband was talking about the fire pit and he was probably googling it or something and now all I see is freaking ads for fire pits I'm not interested in these things so guys but it's real it, it listens it, it listens, listens. For sure. just yeah next to Steve's phone and everything she's like massage 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 <laughs> Just start Googling massage that it like it spreads it into the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, is, you can't go get a massage. Courtney was talking about this the other night. Like the, the foot baths, right? Yeah. Or do a, a facial, one of those face mud masks, masks on your face. the queen of face masks. Yeah. <laughs> Just had a bunch from this, the, what is that? Fat Fit Fun stuff. Yeah, Fat Fit Fun. They sent a bunch. I haven't even used all of mine. Said, I just kept forgetting to personalize it. It kept getting like the most random stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I don't enjoy this anymore, so I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. It's like, oh, I keep forgetting to personalize it. <laughs> this is totally rant off topic, but back to massages. I will never forget the massage that I got when we did your bachelorette party. And it was did my something f- weird happen? Well, it was, it was my first time. I was like, um, oh, hot stone massage. I was like, oh, I've never gotten one of these before. Let me get a hot stone massage. So I'm laying there and this rather good looking fellow comes in. <laughs> good looking fellow. Uh, and he, you know, he, I feel like, you know, I'm laying on my stomach. So I felt like he was like feeling my energy, you know, off of my back. And then he places these stones down my spine mm-hmm. and then, um, he left. <laughs> That's not how it works. And then I just laid there. I was like, was he going to come back? And then he came back like 20, 20 minutes later 
And then, like, just rubbed him a little on my back, and then that was the end of it. I was like, this Aww. is so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like, I'm pretty sure it was more than 100 bucks. He took advantage um, of you because he knew you didn't know what the heck a hot <laughs> stone massage was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, that's horrible. But. Okay, I used to think, you know how they ask you the questionnaire if this is your first massage? Mm-hmm. I used to think if you said yes, they would do extra, something extra special. That's not oh. what that means. It just you know, like, that means. <laughs> they're like, cool, she's never done this before. Yeah, this is yeah. how you do it. You just stick them on. They're transferring uh, their heat energy to you. Yeah, really and then one more, one more. Um, <laughs> the place near me, they started doing foot massages. Like instead of massaging with their hands, they like hold these bars and massage you with their feet. No, and no, that's weird. The first okay, time see? she, no. the first time <laughs> that she did that, I was like, "What on earth?" Like, <laughs> like she was. Wait, I'm so confused. You never like, heard of these? No. There's this bars. Is, I'm sorry, guys. Who's listening? Table. This is an aside. <laughs> There's bars above the massage table, and they hop up there, and then they massage you with like the heel of their foot. No, and good. yeah, mm-hmm. have we sanitized that. the feet? No, oh lord, God help the person that tries to step on my back. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Okay, we got way off topic. All right, sorry. Next. Next week's episode. Next week's episode. Massage. Hot stone massage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. oh my goodness. All right. Well, getting back to it, guys. Uh, one more thing we kind of wanted to talk about um, that we could do during the holiday season, not only to bring joy to ourselves, but also to others, is we can find different ways to give back to um, our communities. And I know that um, charities or yeah, charities and organizations such as like St. Jude's, Toys for Tots, those are really common ones um, that people like to donate to. But we did something a little bit different this year. We actually went to our local churches and um, a lot of churches have like kids names and they put them up on the Christmas tree. And it's less fortunate families who live in your neighborhood who maybe can't afford Christmas gifts. And I have to tell you guys, it actually really broke my heart when I read some of these. Like, there were kids asking for a coat for Christmas. Like, little kids, four, five, six years old. And, um, yeah, to me, it just, it really put some things in perspective for me. So, you can probably visit any church in your area and find those um, or you can even just donate things. I know that they take donations to give to kids during this time. Um, Mom, I think you had a couple of other ideas for ways that you could give back to your community. Yeah, I actually did a little research on this because uh, I wanted to be able to give our listeners uh, some options if you didn't know what to do. So I'm going to read 10 and then we're actually going to post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, and we'll probably put it in the uh, notes, maybe in the, the, notes in, the um, in the show notes for this episode. We'll link it there for you guys too, so you can uh, have that list readily available. Go ahead, Mom. Sorry. So there's an organization called B and Elf, and they work with certain USPS branches, and they keep letters that kids write to Santa in a room, so volunteers can read it and actually buy gifts for these kids. So that's be an elf. You guys can run a race for a good cause, pay someone's layaway balance. How about spending some time in a nursing home with people that don't have families anymore? 
Um, there's also Angel Tree. Angel Tree is an organization that works to give presents to kids whose parents are in prison. Okay. How about donating a Christmas tree to military families? Um, donate a game council to children in hospitals. And there's an organization called Child's Play that does that. And I love this one. Give an animal the gift of a forever home. Oh. Yeah, that's going to kill me. Uh, help us I'll a child's family. Co- Is that? She's I'll, like, take I'll take all the kitties. kitties. <laughs> and the puppies. Um, help a sick child's family cope during the holidays. And the Ronald McDonald's house does this. So you can look up their organization and see what they do. And then finally, how about just donate gifts to those kids that are in foster care? Yeah. Those are some really, I love all of that. There's so much that you can do. Um, I had mentioned uh, before to um, my mom and my sister that I have a friend actually whose son um, unfortunately passed away from his battle with cancer. He was very young. He was only, I believe, 12, maybe 13. And um, he spent many of his Christmases in uh, the hospital. And he had such a heart for the other kids in the hospital because they would spend their Christmas there with, you know, maybe no Christmas tree or maybe no gifts under the tree or away from their friends and family. And so he started this toy drive. Um, I'm going to link it uh, on our social media, but it's called Jackson's Toy Drive and they do it every year. And what's really cool about this, and there are others like it, there are actually a couple um, of fundraisers like this, but what's super cool is that they create an Amazon registry. And so you just go to the link, it brings you right to the registry. You add whatever gifts you want to get to your cart, and then you just ship it directly to whoever it is, um, whoever's address is there on the registry. It's usually Hmm. a company or somebody that will distribute it. Um, and it's really, uh, it's really beautiful. There's a few, um, places that do this. And what I love about it is like, you know, yes, I do believe that when you donate to charities and things like that, it is helping people. But in this particular situation, it's like, you get to see the impact you're having, you know, it's, it's being sent directly to a specific family or specific kids that are in a hospital and they'll tell you like exactly where it's going. So I thought that that was, um, Super, super cool. I really I love, love that. that. Yeah. yeah. Now I'll mention, um, you know, social media is so huge. You can just search in your community what are some things that they're doing. I did that yeah. earlier today for Jackson County and Silva, and they've got some food drives that they're doing. They also have um, something at the post office where you can answer kids' letters. Mm-hmm. Um, coat drives. A lot of schools coat are drives, doing that. Yeah. Coat drives. Um so yeah, if if something else that you could do, just search on social media for your county, your city, your town, um, and see what they're doing, and that could be a great way to give back to your specific community. Um, but I really like all these ideas. Uh, I'm gonna try one of these out or a couple of these out. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna do the twelve days of giving. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I I really like giving gifts to people, or not I even know. just gifts. I like doing things for other people. And yeah. I think this would be such a great way to keep spirits up and it'd be a way to de-stress and just a way to fill, fill not only my bucket, but other people's buckets. Yeah. And even, yeah. Um, you know, like one of the things we do 12 days of giving is we give like thanks. And one of the things I had my son do last year was write personal thank you notes to some of his teachers, you know, oh. 
just Aww. specifically what he what he got from them and what he was thankful for. And the responses that I got back from those teachers was like it brought me to tears because it's as if nobody ever really thanked them before. That's exactly correct. That That's yeah. exactly correct. Yeah. <laughs> and so even something as simple as that, if you don't have extra money to spend to donate to these charities or churches or toy drives or whatever, write a letter of thank you. Even mm-hmm. like a letter of thank you, something my mom and I did this week was we put a little thank you note outside for our delivery guys because we, there are a ton of people in this house and we order so many things. Oh my God, things. I can't even imagine. And it's just ridiculous how many times these people come to our house. And yes, I know it's their job and they get paid to do it. But Brittany, you you were saying something last week about how, you, you know, I think it was USPS or somebody like they are so over swamped so that like it's hard for them to keep up. And yeah. um, so we just put a couple bottles of water out there and some like Chips Ahoy cookies. Oh, and yeah, and just sweet. a little thank you, you know, and I just think that there's and not like tooting our own horn, like, oh, we're so great. But I think if we're always looking for a way to to let other people know of their value, you know, like we've been talking about, we're trying to change our mindsets. But I think that there are a lot of people who may have never heard this podcast or may have never, you know, learned that they have value or, or that they yeah. are, you know, loved or they are cared for and a simple act of kindness it doesn't, there doesn't have to be any money involved. A simple act of kindness can truly change someone's day. So I think that I would love to leave you guys with that. Like that is my encouragement. If you do nothing else this week, do a simple, just word of kindness, act of kindness, letter, grab your phone right now and text somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and just say, Hey, I was thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. That will make somebody's day. You never know mm-hmm. what a simple text message like that could do for someone. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we close up? Close up? I, close out? I do <laughs> want to mention I do want to mention our 30-day um, push challenge, even though oh, yeah. December has 31 days. <laughs> <laughs> but the challenge is every single day for the month of December, just take some time to do something for yourself. And we are posting every single day on Facebook and um Instagram and our friends and family are getting involved and we just encourage you to comment on it so we can celebrate with you. It could be anything, working out, uh, meditating. I almost said yodeling, but hey, you know, <laughs> try yodeling. Maybe, I would love to hear that. That's the for fun. you. <laughs> but whatever it is, just please take some time during this every day in the next, next, this month to do something for yourself. We, uh, I think it's time we start normalizing self-care and, um, and taking care of ourselves. So yeah, uh, follow along with us on social media, comment. We would love to celebrate with you and uh, are excited to take this journey with you guys. Yes, definitely. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcasts as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. If you love this episode, please share this on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. And if you're not following us, why not? What are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Follow us on Instagram or even just visit us on our Facebook uh, Wayward Lasses community page. Share some comments. We'd love to hear from you. And then don't forget, if there is a topic that you'd like for us to discuss, 
please send us an email at waywardlasses at gmail.com. Take it away, Brittany. All right, guys. So once again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.